Hey, this is Rachel Bowen from Skid Row, and you are watching CMS TV. Yeah. It's Kim Dracula right here on your classic metal. Kim Dracula. Kim Dracula featuring uh, Jonathan Davids of uh, Corn. I can't say I'm familiar with Kim Dracula. I like the tune, though. Yeah, I thought maybe you would like it. Uh, that that was actually a request from uh, one of our fans out there, uh, uh, John uh, from Easter, or John Easter from uh, Virginia. Oh, well, good call, John. Can't yeah. say I'm familiar with Kim Dracula, but okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Uh, Kim Dracula. Kim Dracula. Is there an album? I it's That's the single, as far as I can mm. tell. Mm, well, liked it. Yeah, I figured since you're a corn fan, you would yeah. enjoy that. I do like corn. All that, that's all that sure. noise. Yeah, you don't like it, do you? Eh, not my thing. I am yeah. just not into that whole, you know mix the way that you know just that right. screaming and then the, the blast waka, waka, waka. <laughs> so, yeah not my cup of tea but hey you know they had a they had a good run there in the uh the early to mid 2000s there yeah they're early, still running they're still early, or actually the mid 90s rather they're still running they're still fucking big yeah corn follow the leader follow that's a great record that is corn. That is their best record to me. Yeah. So uh, anyway, still no, still no James, huh? Nope, no James, no contact. I guess he forgot. I'll, I'll hit him back. We'll get him next week or later or whenever. <laughs> oh, he had his one chance. He's no longer. He's banned from this show now. Oh no, no, no. I want, I want the the rad, the radical guys. I'll give fifty chances. Sure. <laughs> it's the boring ones I don't want to give multiple chances to because you give them multiple chances and then they underperform. Right. Exactly. Kotak will perform. I know it. He'll come on and just be like, "Motherfucking fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so anyway, uh, what what do you have on your plate there? I have lots. I have okay. lots of fun okay. stuff, but I'm going to start with one of our favorite bands. All right, Y and T. Yeah, I, I saw. I got. I get their little newsletter. Their little news blurb pops up in my mailbox. All yeah, and, you know, Dave Manichetti, obviously the sole member of Y and T these days, and. Mm -hmm. You know, he is obviously the voice and, you know, the probably the most recognizable member of the band. Right. And, um, you know, he's still he's still out there performing as Y&T with his yeah. Y&T juggernaut. I, I, you know, obviously they have quite a deep catalog and they've had their fair share of hits. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've been around since, uh, I think, what, 74? Something like that. Yeah. Long That's time. Yeah, I think 74 was like when Y&T first launched, though. So, you know, they're, they're coming up on their 50 years. Yeah, absolutely. Now, since you get the news blurb, mm -hmm. did do you read them all the time or do you just kind of see it and you just oh, kind of scan skip it. through I, I it? Saw, I saw something about them playing a sold out show or something. Yes, that's the one I that's the right. one I want to bring up, but yeah, not because yeah. of that. I I love Y&T. Love yeah, them. I know, I know you've been to several shows and, you know, Dave Menachetti has been yeah. on this show a few times. Of course. I've seen two different last shows we're ever going to play of Y&T. 
two right. times I saw him say, this is the last show we're ever going to play. Sure. And they're still going 30 years after the fact. Right. No, this is the last show that we're ever going to play with this current lineup. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this one that came out today. Yeah, it popped up in my yeah, mailbox. About I, didn't read, I didn't read through it, but I did get the gist of it. Well, the second paragraph, I thought, and 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 again, I I'm prefacing this again by saying I love this band, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to hammer them. But what this is such a pretentious thing to say, I can't believe it came out of with the Y and T camp. Okay, let me put this on the screen. the 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 premise. Basically, what what's going on with Y and T is that um, now why can't I get it on the screen? Hold on. Well, shit, why won't it come on the screen? Fuck, hold on. Anyway, the the basic premise to this whole thing is that um, Y and T cannot afford to tour. That's right. that's what he put out there that the, because of the costs of touring they're canceling all their tours in europe and the u.s all right for the year okay so and that's fine i i get it you know i i understand but what he says to do instead and, and i i'm saying him it's probably his people is ridiculous look at this Due to the escalated t- costs of touring these days, unfortunately, Y&T will not be able to do a full-on tour this year in the U.S., Europe, or U.K. To get your Y&T fix in 2023, you might want to plan a vacation to include a U.S. Y&T show or two. Okay. So he's saying, basically, you need to plan your vacation around our tour. Yeah, you need to travel to us. Yeah, I, and, and I, I get it. I understand it is the way of the world today, but come on, that's a bad look. Don't you think? I agree. I mean, again, I, I don't know what kind of money Y and T commands, you know, I don't know what their ask is. I don't know, but, but, but you know, obviously there are bands out there, be it uh leader Ford or uh, firehouse or Dokken or even Stephen Piercy you know, that they do go out and play shows and, uh, you know, their, their price, whatever that might be in the $20,000 range mm-hmm. or some, uh, apparently is enough to cover their costs to, you know, get flights, rooms, do a fly in date, which is way most, you know, bands do it these days. Right. I don't know if Y and T's asking price or whatever it is that they command for a show uh is enough to cover that no i i i have no disagreement that that that's a thing my thing is they're not a big enough band to be saying hey book your tour or book your vacation around our gigs yeah you you come to us yeah i mean guns and roses or metallica or something yeah okay you two rolling stones okay y and t has y and t ever been that big of a no, band? I, I think i think they're kind of gearing that to the hardcore the cult following of y and t you know, I, yeah. I know and and what are the tour dates i mean are, are the 
Are are they playing just U.S. dates or are they playing sporadic dates? What are they doing? Y&T Band. I don't even know what their website is. Y&T. And that's, is this Wiki or is this the page? Where's their page? Here it is. Well, let's find out where they're playing. Y&T. Now see like that Fox Theater that's up that's up in their neck of the woods. So so they could probably just drive over there where, you know. Yeah. All the dates are in California. Oh, okay. It's except one. There's Fox Theater, there's Rockland, California, there's Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. Agora Hills, uh San Juan Capistrano and Montclair. Okay. So some Southern California dates and some Northern California dates. Yeah. Because uh, Reno is like a two hour drive from like Sacramento over the mountain. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. But if you want to go see them, just plan your vacation around Y and T dates. Well, what they're saying is we're playing in California. So make a California vacation and come out and see the show. Yeah, I guess. Good point, Killer Miller. Like those rude people expect you to go to their destination wedding. Yeah, exactly. That, that would never happen. No. First of all, me attending a wedding is, it, it, it had either better be a family member or somebody very close and far and few in between. Yeah. Destination wedding. Fuck you. Yeah. Unless, weddings suck unless, anyway. Unless you're, unless you're picking up the tab. Yeah. You yeah, know. Here. Here, fly to Hawaii for the wedding. No, not coming to Hawaii for your wedding. Yeah. Fuck off. You know, yeah, no matter who it was for me, I don't, I wouldn't care if it's my own family. I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, tell me how it was. Send me a video. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just, I I saw this thing from Y&T and I was like, come on, dude. That is such a bad look to tell your fans that they have to come and plan their life around you. Yeah, well, we're not going to be able to branch out in your direction. So you'll just yeah. so come on over it. to us. Yeah. You know, we can't afford it, but you must be able to Well, if you're going to vacation anyway, might as well just make it over here. Well, it doesn't say that though. It says you might want to plan a vacation to include. <laughs> True. It's basically saying, Here's the dates. Yes. Now you can book your vacation around us. Right. And again, for the third time, love the band. Hate the way this was phrased. Well, I guess, I guess it's just a, a way of saying, Hey kids, you're not going to see us this year unless you come out and see us. You know, <laughs> what exactly. we're playing. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was something to, something to look at and just was like, Oof, that's not a, Normally, Medicaid's way, his social media people are way better than that. Right. That just came off really kind of, kind of shitty, I thought. But. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So that's one thing. All let's right. Cross that off the list. All right. Let's see. What do I got on my little listy list here? I'll give you some choices and you can pick. How's that? Okay. Um, the two big stories of the week as I see them, are Ace Freely's demand for an apology. Well, I did want to talk about that. Well, then let's start there. Well, even what, up, what else the other choice? Eddie Trunk's continued rambling about backing tracks. Hmm. Well, since they're both related, we might as well uh, jump in with the Ace. All right. Yeah, that'll work. All right, let me go to the story here. Open the link. Put it on the little screeny screen here. 
So do you, are you aware of this story or did you? I am. I am aware of the story. What kind of bullshit is going on in, in the kiss camp that this well, is a thing? When I read, when I read this, did I not make the comment? What? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I can't remember when we were talking about the end of the road tour, the final shows being uh, booked. And I, and I think we were discussing, do you think Ace and Peter will be a part of one of those shows? And he I did. Oh, if the price is right. And what did he say in this article? It was a money negotiation thing. Did, right. And he say something to that effect. He did. Yeah. So, so I wasn't too far off. I just kind of knew that there was probably a, a money component involved with, uh, you know, whether Ace or Peter or any one of the former KISS members will be, you know, involved in one of the final shows. Mm -hmm. Well, looks pretty good. Like it ain't going to be Ace. <laughs> but th this whole thing about, about threatening, threatening to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to unleash a manifesto. What is this? The fucking Unabomber? Yeah. A manifesto. I have a manifesto of shit. I mean, at this point, what these guys are 70 something years old, right? Yeah. And I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, aside from kiss being the juggernaut that they are, their career, their, their performing career is, you know, for, for is over. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nostalgia now. So mm -hmm. is there anything that, that ACE could unleash the fury is going to, hurt or destroy gene or paul right i mean they seriously i mean it's controversy yeah and they go oh, dude, oh my god did you hear that it's like but but the kiss fans are gonna go oh is that right fuck kiss i'm never gonna go see one of their last shows screw that <laughs> yeah please unless of course you're jackal yeah or mark striggle yeah. <laughs> he's going <laughs> my point is who cares at this point, dude, what do you think could possibly be in this manifesto? It's got to be the same stuff that 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 Rachel Gordon was saying, right? right? She, she talked about the, the the gay activities and shit going. Yeah, on. about about yeah. them sucking each other's cocks and stuff, <laughs> getting banged in the ass or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what really could there? What what do you think that? What do you think the big secret is? Do you think that he's gonna reveal? First of all, I don't think he'll. A, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe the story. First of all, he made it sound like it was a fucking, you know, plot from from like a a spy movie or something. Right, right. You know, he said something like, "Well, I've put it in a vault and I've got my yeah. agent in case yeah, something happens to me and I get killed." Yeah. <laughs> I told him release this only under these circumstances. So they better not try any funny business with yeah. me. <laughs> I'm James. I'm James Bond freely. Yeah. It's like, what, what is going on? Is, are we now saying that ACE, that, um, Gene is a, is a murderer? Is that what we're implying? Yeah. He's a, he's a, he, uh, worked for the Mossad. Is Gene, Gene somehow under the employee of the Clintons or something. <laughs> He was one of those uh, Israeli uh, terrorist assassins. Yeah, he may be. Yeah, he may be. But I, where's that at in this story? That's like, um, let's see. Um, well, let's just read from. We'll take a phone call first. Hey, oh, caller, you're on the air. 
I think um, I think Ace Frehley should stand up for himself because what Paul Stanley said on Howard Stern was shit. Well, there's nothing wrong with standing up for himself, Tim. But does he need to? Does he need to talk like he's secret agent man? Well, I mean, look. The bottom line is, and yeah, was was Ace Frehley? Were Ace Frehley and Peter Chris absolute fuck ups in in kids when they were in kids? Yes, they were. Right. Okay. But um, the reality is that Ace Frehley's been far more musically active since 2009 than, than Kiss have been. Or so. And he's been, he's been, well, you know, he's released, a, he's released a ton of material. But, you know, Kiss, Kiss did, did two albums with um, Tommy Thayer and, and Eric Singer. And, um, you know. Well, the, well, the difference is, Tim, is Kiss doesn't have to release material. The thing is, is Ace has to work. I, I get the impression that Ace has to work. I don't think that he can just retire. I think Ace plays and yeah. records and because he has to. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you're probably right about that. But, but I mean, the reality is that those guys, those guys have been playing out on Peter Chris and Ace Fraley for years because it suits their narrative. Okay, and they and they want to and they want to justify. They want to justify, and I'm not, I get the brand thing, and I completely understand it. But they want to justify why they've got Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer up there in 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 the makeup, which which Kiss do own because because Peter Chris and Ace Frehley sold it. So you're but, you're ba- you're basically uh, making both both sides of the argument. Uh, Tim, well, he's got a point, but then again, they own it. They got a point too. <laughs> got a point too, but not really because. Yeah, no, but look. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing the thing is the thing is yes, Tim. What is eighty percent of eighty percent of Kiss's current set list is all music that the two original members were involved in. Okay, so what? And when when he was when he was asked about about why they didn't play at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said, oh, we may as well have been called Piss. Okay. Right? Which is which is completely insulting and demeaning to the original band, without which you wouldn't have a career in the first place. Well, but, but the thing is, is if, if, again, we don't know the inside. I mean, we... Chris just... Chris and I just alluded to this in the last segment where, you know... Things are said and reported to appease the audience, but that isn't always really the story. So we have no idea whether uh, Ace or Chris, Peter Chris, were uh, capable of putting on a good performance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think what uh, Paul Stanley might have been alluding to is that these guys were not in any shape to do our brand justice by playing a live gig at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that's kind of what he was alluding to without actually saying it. I just I just think I just think that every single opportunity those two guys have they'll they'll use any opportunity to to basically tarnish their legacy. 
Well, but hold on, Tim. Hold on just for a minute. And I'm going to play devil's advocate on this. And, I, and I'm going to believe I actually stand by this. Ace quit Kiss, correct? Twice. Twice. Yep. Why in the hell would you expect the leader of a band or the leader of any company to just forgive that? Why would you expect him to be nice? Why would you expect him to be nice about a guy that abandoned his project, not once, but twice, and and talked just as much shit when he left Kiss? Why is why is it that why is it that Paul and I don't even like Paul Stanley, so I'm not a Paul and you know, I'm not a Kiss guy. But why is it that you would expect Paul Stanley, who's been insulted twice publicly by Ace Freely, to just forgive and forget and not be bitter when he de- when he's asked questions about Ace? Well, when when has Ace Freely publicly insulted Paul Stanley ever? When he quit the band. He quit the band. That doesn't. Mean, but that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean he publicly insulted him. I'm quite sure he did. <laughs> there, there's been barbs uh, traded back and forth on both sides over the years, uh, Tim. And one, one side isn't totally innocent on this. Yeah, I guess you're probably right. I guess I just, I'm just. You're just a Kiss know. fan that's mad that you're not going to get the, the the reunion. That's what it is. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if I don't care if I get the reunion. I saw the reunion in 1997. I don't care. That that's not the point. The point is, I don't know. I guess I just don't like to see these entities, you know, who who came along together and succeeded together, all arguing. And Motley Crue's the bloody same too. So. Yeah, um, fuck those guys. I'm throwing my entire catalog yeah, and, of both and, Motley and, and Kiss in the trash. <laughs> no, screw no, screw those guys. Motley, Motley Crue are a bunch of liars, too. They've become what they never said they'd become. And they, well, we'll never tour without the original lineup. You're full of shit, Nicky Six. Hang on, kill. Wow. What? What? <laughs> Tim. Tim is disillusioned with his heroes. Tim. He is disillusioned with his heroes. I expect him to say, you know, I always thought John five was great. Yes. <laughs> That's what I always expected. I knew it would always be a great fit for the band, even before yeah. they even suggested it. From the day I heard of him, he was really the fifth member of the crew in my mind. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And, and Tim still didn't answer the question. You know, the real question is one thing I'm okay. And again, not that my opinion matters for Dick, but. I'm just fine with the fact that Ace is like, man, those guys were real dicks on Howard Stern. You know, I'm okay with that. He should answer that. What I'm not okay with is the whole manifesto bullshit. Yeah, I'm holding something over your head now, and unless I get a apology within 24 hours, I'm raining blood on on this. Because let's 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 play this out now. So. You and I both know, 1,000%, there is 0% chance that Paul Stanley is going to come on to any platform on Monday and apologize to Ace Freely. Nope. That is not going to happen. Nope. So now what? So now now Ace pushed his own hand, and he's going to have to release this manifesto? (laughs) 
And then what? He's going to, so Ace, who has, who we've already established, has to work, is going to now go into battle with Gene Simmons? Right. In court? Gene just got $11 million for selling his place. He's got plenty of fuck you money to fuck with Ace. <laughs> it's like he dug himself into a bad hole with this. Yeah. So now he's going to either have to release it and deal with legal or he's going to have to he's going to have to eat shit and not release it and get asked about it in every interview that he does as he releases yeah. this new album. So Ace, what was this uh, bombshell that you were going to drop? Oh, I can't talk about it because of my lawyers. Right. And that's going to be the answer. The lawyers are going to shut it down. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just see this whole story as ridiculous, don't you? I agree. Anyway, I don't know if you wanted to read through this thing or not, but do you want to read it or no? Yeah, I can read it. All right, you read it. Uh, during an appearance earlier in the day on Wednesday, March 29th on Sirius XM, The Nation with uh, Eddie Trunk, Ace blasted Paul for comments saying, you know what it, it is? It's Paul's frustration and insecurity that he has to use backing tapes. Is that is that his frustration? I think it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're only six months apart, and I could still get up there and belt it out. Well, your 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 vocal styles are way different than than Paul's. You don't sing the way Paul sings. Yeah, and he hasn't been singing for fifty fucking years either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he sang in in the first ten years of Kiss. He sang what one song a night? Yeah. You know, and and Paul Stanley has that upper register, which you know, as yeah. as we know, with singers that have the upper register type vocals be it a tom Kiefer or a jeff tate or a don dockin or those people th their voices got trashed yeah they're trashed yeah i know there's nothing left at this point for yeah. any of them i mean after 40 years of of belting it out like that night after night after night it's trashed yeah it's done it's over yeah it's tough it's, especially it's, after ten thousand shows or whatever it exactly. is exactly exactly but uh anyway um and we're only six months apart. I can still get up there and belt it out and hit the keys. And he can't. Yeah. But, but again, you don't sing in a high register either. Ace. Yeah, he sings. He, is it me? Or do, do you think he always sounds drunk? Yeah. He just, he just, uh, he, just yeah. sort of, he just sort of, uh, almost, uh, talks the words. He's like, I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate. I'm very sad at the fact that he's using backing tracks. It's uh, cheapening the brand, which is in effects my bottom line because I still get paid for Kiss on merchandising and whatever else they do. And I'm pissed off about it. Now, do you think do you think people are not buying Kiss merchandise because Paul's voice is rough now? I don't think that has oh, any bearing. He sang rough tonight. Fuck that. I was going to buy a shirt, but you know what? Not now. I don't think it has any bearing at all on it. <laughs> that, that's a dumb statement. It is. I mean, if somebody wants kiss stuff, they're not going to buy it based on the performance, whether Paul sang pitch perfect or not. No, not at all. That's dumb. Uh, Fraley added, those guys have been bad-mouthing me since I quit the very first time in 1981, 1982, calling me a drug addict. What were you? 
<laughs> yeah, there, there's that. <laughs> Calling me an alcoholic? Well, were you? <laughs> did, did you sue them for slander? Did, yeah, you, I, did you did you sue them because that was incorrect and they couldn't prove that? Did so so where where's the defamation lawsuits there, Ace? Yeah, that 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 never materialized. I, I didn't I don't think there were any defamation lawsuits filed because the, the KISS camp said that you were an alcoholic and a drug addict. Yeah. So I didn't see that take place. In fact, I think just the opposite. I think it's very well documented that he was. Yeah. Isn't isn't that what that whole uh, uh, rock soldier song is about? Crashing his, uh, yeah, crash his, his car DeLorean? Drunk. Yeah. He crashed his DeLorean? He must have been sober. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm undependable. And then we did the uh, unplug thing for MTV. And all of a sudden, I'm offered millions of dollars to come back to the band. Well, because... You know, the, the original lineup and the band, the brand is worth more than the band at times, you know. Yeah. It's the original. Mm-hmm. Oh, what uh, happened? Now I'm not a drug addict and I'm dependable. And no, you weren't. From what I heard, at least that's what was put out there. Because you weren't in the band after that. Yeah. You're, you're not in the band now, are you? Yeah. They've gone 30 years without or 20, what, 25, 30 at years least. without you. Yeah. When did, when did that, when did the, that he get booted? Was it that early on? I thought it was maybe like it's 2000. I don't know. 2000, I thought it was around 2000, but even that, that's still 25 years ago. Yeah, 23, 23 years ago. Yep. Uh, now I'm not a drug addict and dependable and you're willing to take a shot at hiring me again. In fact, they offered me more money than they offered Peter. Okay. So. Maybe you had a better manager. Maybe you had a better, uh, you know, a negotiator on your part. Or maybe just your role in the band was more important than Peter's. I don't know, I don't know who was representing you. Maybe, yeah. maybe Peter shortchanged himself. Yeah. You know, who knows? The reunion tour was one of the most successful tours Kiss ever did. Fraley continued. It grossed over $250 million the first year. It was the largest grossing tour of that year by any band in the United States and Europe. And I got paid and I said, okay, I'll see you guys. I'm going back to my solo career, that, that, uh, burdening's solo career. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they said, no, we're thinking about doing a farewell tour. And I said, okay, what kind of money are we talking about? <laughs> and it was, and it was acceptable. And I said, why not make a few million dollars, a few more million dollars circling back to Stanley's comments about him. He said, let me tell you something, uh, my brother and the fans, nobody knows this, but when I was living in San Diego with my then ex-girlfriend, I got a phone call from Paul uh, Doc McGee's Kiss manager and Gene, and we did a conference call, and they were asking me to play with them on the stage, and they wanted me to play. They wanted to do it, and I said, I'm not getting up on stage with Tommy Thayer, man. Yeah, man! If he's wearing my makeup, you expect me to wear makeup? There will be two spacemen. Are you crazy? I'll do it just... I'll do it if it's just us four, the original founding members who created something very special. For the last 15 years, they've had other people playing what Peter did and Tommy's uh, copying every solo I ever wrote and trying to copy my moves and trying to be cool on stage, but unsuccessful. <laughs> he doesn't look cool on stage. No, I guess not. Well, Jackal agrees with that statement. What's that? <laughs> 
that he doesn't look cool on stage. He look cool. <laughs> Unfortunately, but uh, with all the bombs and the smoke and the mirrors, they're getting away with it. Are they getting away with it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, personally, I didn't give a shit as long as I'm getting paid by them. That's right. But as far as what he said on Howard Stern, I'm going to make a statement. He's going to make a bold statement here, Chris. It's going to be a bold statement. To Paul Fuck Fink. the classic metal shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a bold statement to Paul Stanley right now. He said, and Paul, if you're listening, and I'm sure you're one of your associates in KISS group are and i'm telling you that i want a formal apology for what you said and a retraction and an apology within seven days Ooh. if i don't get that within seven days i'm coming back on ed trunk show Ooh, the scary eddie trunk this uh, the ref could have wrote this i know he did <laughs> I think uh, Ace uh, hired Black Coffee PR yeah. to, uh, to write this for him. It's a Black Coffee PR exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to tell some dirt that nobody knows about Paul and Gene. Really? Whoa. That I've kept to myself because I'm the kind of guy who doesn't talk about this. <laughs> Come on. I like to talk about only the positive stuff. That's right. No, please. You've read my book. You've read Paul's book. You've read Peter's book. A lot of times those guys are just throwing people under the bus, Fraley noted. I mean, in Paul's book, he even threw Gene under the bus. But I tried to do what was, let's see, I tried to do was, all I tried to do was have fun, entertaining book with an interesting story. But this is, the way I am, I'm not that kind of guy who kisses and tells. Except you're threatening to. Right. When it comes to negativity and we've all done things that we regret over the years, it's there. I have a 120-page manuscript Ugh. that I wrote after I finished my book. My attorney has it in a safety deposit box. <laughs> God forbid anything happens to me because I'm going to unleash the thunder and That's the fury. Right. <laughs> there you are. My attorney is instructed to release it to the New York Times, Rolling Stone, API, etc. So uh, they can't intimidate me. Well, if something happens to you, how are they going to intimidate you? See, this, this manifesto is so scary. Yes. That even in death... It could hurt the re the remaining kiss guys. Right. That's how fucking scary these words are. You better not say anything about me live on radio because then you're totally screwed. Their careers careers are ruined. You'll I'll never play in this town again, pal. I'll bet you the Rolling Stone and the New York Times has agents scouring the banks of New York City right. looking for this safe deposit box. I'm sure they are. Sure of it. Their careers are ruined. Oh, their careers cannot be ruined. <laughs> They're 70 something year old guys. 70 year old guys with half a billion dollars minimum each. Yes. Their careers. I don't care if this fucking manifesto profiles a thousand kids under five years old that they were fucking. Their careers will be just fine. They will move to an island somewhere and will not be bothered. There's nothing, nothing 
Ace could have written that's going to ruin these guys' lives. Right. And their careers are over December 2nd. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly. Right. Uh, despite everything that's been said between him and his former bandmates, Fraley acknowledges that uh, would still be willing to share this stage <laughs> with Stanley and Simmons when Kiss plays their final shows in yeah. New York. Uh, I was actually hoping that maybe they'd invite me to come back. Oh, well, now you want to play with them uh, for a third time, not because I really wanted to play with them because we created something that was really special and I'm the best fit in that band. He said, always have been and always will. You think Tommy Thayer can do what I do? It's an impossibility. So what is it that you do that's so scary great that nobody else could do it? That's what I always wonder. I just don't hear him as this amazing guitar player. I just don't. And, I, and I've argued that with so many of my friends that are guitar players. And they all say that watching Ace on stage made them pick up the guitar. He was one of the guys. And I get all that. You know, that they wanted their guitar to light on fire and float away and all that other bullshit that Chris yeah, was well, doing. It was theatrics. Yeah, but I mean, as a player... Where would you put where would you put Ace in the history of players? Third? <laughs> He's not as good as Bruce Kulick as a player. Right. I would say he's not as good as Mark St. John. Okay. He's probably on par with Thayer. And then who did was there another one? I think that's about it, isn't it? Vinny. Vinny Vincent, yeah. Vinny. Vinny was probably better than, in fact, Vinny was definitely better at that time than Ace. So he'd be fourth. He'd be fourth if we're saying Tommy's last. I would say he's fourth best. Okay. What do you think? That about where you line him up? I would, I would th I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not Ingve Malmstein. He's fucking Ingve Drunkstein, I guess. According to Paul, not me. Right. I don't want a manifesto about the things I've done released. So I better not say anything. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, how about that, huh? You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. Yeah, pal. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you.